the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Cabuno, and the date is December 28th. Really quickly, wanted to let you know that we are definitely going to have a memorial service in Canfield on the Green on January 6th to commemorate the one-year anniversary of the insurrection at the Capitol. And please, I invite everyone who would like to to come and attend. We are hopefully going to have an honor guard, say some words, make it a nice, official, respectful, solemn, and serious affair. Please join us if you can. Probably looking to have it at either 5 or 5.30 to make sure everyone can come after the workday and so that our little candles can shine that much brighter after dusk. Little quick note that on this day in 1895, the famous Lumiere brothers of France, who perfected the dry plate version of photography, which vastly expanded the ease in which photography could be made, also invented a little thing essentially known as the camera projector, which they called the cinematograph. Probably butchered that, but anyways, pretty amazing that this family was able to do so much in terms of visual arts. And I bring that up today because how far have we come? Well, I just heard that, you know, Spider-Man, the giant movie that everyone you know has seen? Well, I think that's approaching like $600 million in gross uh, sales. And that would be impressive unless you looked at the rest of the list of the top grossing films of the year. And this is what blew my mind. Two or three of the top five on that list are Chinese films and not American films that were then dubbed or made China-friendly and sold to the masses there. They are Chinese written and produced films that weren't even exported anywhere else in the world. Number one on the list grossed over $900 million, and that is in one country. So when you want to talk about access to the biggest market in the world and why every industry seems to bend over backwards to placate China, it's because the numbers are that large. Not saying it's right. As I said on the podcast before, who knew that the World Tennis Organization was going to lead the way in the fight for justice and say enough is enough once one of their top stars from China essentially got disappeared for a while. We still don't exactly know what happened to Peng Shui, but just think about how much money you end up leaving on the table because you care about human rights. Extremely interesting stuff. Also very interesting and of a local and state interest, the Ohio Supreme Court began hearing a case against the heavily gerrymandered maps proposed by the state GOP. The twist, of course, is that Mike DeWine's son is one of the justices on the court, and the case is being filed against Mike DeWine. Yet, his son decided not to recuse himself, as if there isn't the most obvious conflict of interest in the world. Extremely bad form, but we would expect nothing less from a family that has self-preservation above all else on their mind. And from reading tweets from people covering the hearings today, it sounds like there is a great chance that these maps will be overturned, which would be absolutely fantastic for fair elections in the state. One little note about public health and safety. I wanted to let everybody know that their local hometown pharmacy, not just a hometown pharmacy, but the actual brand hometown pharmacy, 
is offering drive-through PCR testing and has a ton of availability. Not only that, it's super easy. Compared to the questionnaire that I had to fill out to get my test at Walgreens, this one was much more simple. I actually did it from the parking lot and then pulled right up to the window for the drive-through spit test that they administer in a matter of minutes. And so if you're waiting on one of the larger chain pharmacies and they don't have tests for another two or three days and you need one now, please go to Hometown Pharmacy and tell your friends who are all looking for them as well. Again, I don't know if they have any rapid tests because I don't think anyone does. Matter of fact, I think uh, there's some kind of giveaway going on at the Cavelli Center coming up soon. First thousand people get the take-home tests, but if you want the more advanced and more reliable PCR tests, go to your hometown pharmacy location and you can get one lickety-split. And lastly, and on an adjacent note to COVID, we are seeing tons of nursing shortages around the country. I think we saw Mike DeWine activate National Guard troops in order to help with the staffing shortages at our medical facilities across the state. But I was just thinking, like, what if we incentivize going to school for nursing and for other things that are for the public good above all else? So I know Democrats want to talk about free community college or wiping out all student loan debt altogether, which might have its merits but is not exactly feasible and is not exactly fair to everyone who's had to struggle to pay them all back all these years. But if we could target the type of industries that should be getting reimbursed for people going into them, I think we should do that. I've been a proponent of having a national year of service that people can go into at any point, but hopefully as a gap year between high school and college so that you get a little real-world experience and you get to do it helping the public good in all the different ways that the government likes to administer their worker bees, whether it be building houses or helping in all the different ways in your local community. I think it's a fantastic idea. But I also believe that we need to incentivize public health, which for me means not only should you be able to get free tuition if you're going to go to school to be something like a nurse, but what if you actually got to have like loans that got forgiven for cost of living and expenses while you were studying to be a nurse. I am really amazed at all the people who go through these nursing programs and say they get done in under two years with all the studying and testing and information that they have to be able to absorb and still hold down day jobs and have families that they have to take care of as well. If we could alleviate that by maybe helping them along and reimbursing them if and when they do graduate and pass their boards, I think that would be a wonderful idea and on top of paying them a little more in salary, would certainly incentivize more people to join the ranks. I don't know if that makes me a huge lefty, but I do know that it makes me someone who believes that having someone in a position to retain as much information that is critical to other people's health while studying for their degree is of utmost importance. Because this wave that we are most certainly going to go through because of the super spreader event that our Christmas holiday parties most likely were is going to cause another round of retirements and resignations among doctors, nurses, and all other types of healthcare workers who simply can't put up with it or don't feel like they're being adequately compensated for what they're being put through. Just a thought. Also, if you know somebody that works in the healthcare industry, give them an extra thank you and tell them you appreciate their service just like you would for anyone in the military. You know, wars 
thankfully only come around every decade or two, but medical emergencies happen every second in this country. And so these are the people that we should be thanking that much more regularly, don't you think? All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. Thank you.